0: alumni conversations. What you're about to hear is a Facebook live conversation that took place between members of our Laterno community and our alumni. These bi-weekly conversations dive into stories from our time as students at Laterno University and the years that followed. Originally founded by RG and Evelyn Laterno in the mid-1940s, Laterno University is a comprehensive institution of Christian higher education where educators engage learners to nurture Christian virtue, to develop competency and ingenuity in the professional fields, to integrate faith and work, and to serve the local and global community. We claim every workplace and every nation is our mission field, and so Letourneau University graduates are professionals of ingenuity and Christ-like character. They see life's work as a holy calling with an eternal impact. Welcome to Alumni Conversations. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Alumni Conversations. My name is Daniel Ostendorf, and I am part of our alumni relations team here at Laterna University, and I also serve as an associate professor of history. Those two things are especially important today because my area of expertise or my area of study has been the history of Africa. I grew up there as a missionary kid for 16 years, and so it is with great joy that we're having today's conversation. We'll be sitting down with this year's Missionaries and Residents couple, John and Becky Woodworth, and last year's uh, Missionary Residents couple, Steve and Becky Cochran. And I am so excited to spend time with them. They have been missionaries in West Africa and East Africa. They were Laterno students, and they have come back to spend time pouring into our missionary kids, but also all of our students on campus through Go Week and other initiatives. So I'm looking forward to having that conversation with them today and getting to hear more about what they're doing here on campus, what God's called them to as missionaries and also about their time here at Laterno. So thanks so much for joining us. If you're a Laterno alum, we love these conversations because hopefully you're going to hear stories that are familiar to you, things that will remind you of your time here, but also things that celebrate what God did in your own life through hearing what he he did in others. If you're a prospective student, if you're a current student, we hope these will be an encouragement to you as you consider what God's doing in your life now and what he might do through you in the future for his glory, for your good, and for the good of this world. So we're so excited. Well, let me start off today's conversation by introducing our first couple. John and Becky Woodworth are this year's missionary residents. They have been missionaries in Kenya for 21 years. They were here as students in the early 1990s. John graduated from Letourneau's automotive technology uh, degree program. As a student, he was in our automotive society, and I believe, if I've heard correctly, his nickname was Friar Tuck. So we might get more about that at the end of the show. Well, Becky was here in uh, 1992 studying middle school education before they headed off into missions work. Um, They met here as students and the Woodworths then went on to serve in Kenya. They have most recently been serving with Straight Up Missions and working with the Mara Christian Academy. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about their work there as well. Well, John and Becky have five children. Their daughter, Kayla, just began here as a freshman this fall, so we're super excited to have her here. Their youngest two are at home with them, David and Luke, and they're at school here in Longview. Well, they arrived in the U.S. in August. As you can imagine, that was a fun challenge in the midst of COVID-19 the pandemic, but we were so excited that God made a way for them to be here and to arrive and to be here with us this year. So they are serving as our missionaries residents. so I want to go ahead and welcome in John and Becky. So, John and Becky, welcome, and we are so glad you're here with us. Thank you very much. So, and you're living, if I remember correctly, you live just off campus in our missionary residence home, right?
1: Yeah, it's just off on the corner of Evelyn and Marbury. So Okay.
0: Excellent. Well, we'll talk more about that here shortly, but I know that that has been a place that not only is dear for our Michigan Residence couples, but for our students as well. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk a little bit here in this first section about how that home actually opens up an opportunity for you guys to love on our students. So we'll talk about that. But before we do, let me introduce our second couple, Uh, Steve and Becky Cochran. We're here in the mid-1990s when Steve studied Mechanical Engineering and Becky was studying Aviation. They also met as students here at Laterno University, and they were married in 1994 in Speer Chapel. Uh, and so they joined actually a, a group of students who've been married there. It's one of our oldest buildings on campus, for those of you who may not know, it is in fact the only original building still on campus from when we were Harmon General Hospital before Laterno existed in the 1940s. Both of the Woodworths uh, and the Cochran's will tell you that missions work provides opportunity to do all sorts of things, both unexpected and expected. And so, for 19 years, the Cochrans have served with Avant Ministries in Mali, West Africa. But during that time, they've done mentoring and property management, education and preaching and teaching and planting churches and working with radio ministries. It's the joy, in many ways, of missions work that you go feeling like God's called you to one thing, and the opportunities He gives you are much bigger and much broader than you ever imagined. Well, after serving as missionaries and residents here at Latrona University for the last two years, the Cochrans have now moved to Alaska where they serve as the ministry directors at Echo Bible Ranch in Juneau, Alaska. Uh, They still do work with uh, Vaughn Ministries, and so they do still serve a team in Mali, both administratively and mentoring, and so they return there and support the the team there still. Well, they have three sons. Jonathan is a 2019 graduate, as is their daughter-in-law, Liz. I had both Jonathan and Liz before they were married in class in my History of Africa class, and it was a joy to have them both in that. Their son, Joshua, is in Birmingham pursuing a certification in IT, and their son, Daniel, is a senior here at La University studying a mechanical engineering technology or pursuing a mechanical engineering technology degree. So we're excited to celebrate with him at the end of this year. Steve and Becky, so excited to have you join us this morning. Thanks for being here. Well, I'm going to kick off a question to you and then I'm going to get out of the way so you guys can answer it. But let's let's start with this. I want to hear more about the Missionary Residence Program. So let's start with um, John and Becky. Share with us a little bit about the missionary residence program and what your your sort of role is here on campus. Well,
1: yeah. So we've really enjoyed jumping in quickly, Steve and, and Becky before, which is obviously a hard act to follow. Thank you for that. For that. Um, <laughs> but we have been given the opportunity to be involved with the missionary kids, third culture kids. Uh, and international students as they come back and make a transition into college life and also to encourage them, the other ones who have been here in the sophomore, junior year, they just be able to encourage them and help them in their walk through this process. It's uh, missionary residence is really from what we've enjoyed in our short time in it is being able to open our home, invite them, keep them out kids, give them a the safe place just to relax, sleep on the couch or on the floor or wherever else they fall asleep at and be able to uh, just encourage them and, and help them do that. We're involved in teaching a couple of uh, uh, chapel pods. There is one called Tomat, for the new missionary kids who are coming in. And so we have one of the three groups this year. We've been very blessed to be able to meet in person for a chapel pod during the semester. Uh, you want to come back to um the so is <laughs> an international organization that has
2: um, they have branches on the many Christian centers across the United States. And so we have a we have a club here so we work with the leadership of the Bum-Kapa, And they will um plan events for for the missionary kids, third culture kids, international kids. And if they say anyone crazy enough to hang out with us. And so that is so much fun to be able to just uh it has been challenging with COVID, but I'm trying to find a way to just draw draw that community together so I found a lot of fun to really yeah. great kids in that group
0: Okay, so it sounds like if I can kind of just summarize that sounds like we've you're hosting kids in your home You're hosting and working with our missionary kids both our new ones and those who've been around You're working with mukapa, which is mk group that I was a part of actually at my alma mater Which is a wonderful group and community across the country So there's a lot of mentoring and discipleship and loving on and providing kind of a family for our mks Who may not have family anywhere close or in the u.s So that's a huge part of your role and then another big part of the role is going to be go week yeah. Um, and our missionary, in our sorry, our missions week at the end of January. John, I think you told me last week this is our fifty seventh year mm-hmm. um, that we're celebrating. So what I want to do is, I know you guys are just starting to get that ball rolling, get your head around it. So I want to bring Stephen Becky back in to explain what Go Week is. They've done it for two years, and kind of what the role is that it serves on campus and their experience there. So let me bring Stephen Becky back in to join us. So Stephen Becky, what is uh, the, the purpose of Go Week, and um, tell us a little about what you guys did there.
3: All right. Well, Go Week is the best week of uh, the year. Uh, it's basically a, a campus-wide missions conference. It's big. There's 40 organizations that show up. Uh, and it really yeah, represents kind of what's going on in the church worldwide, all the things that people can be involved in. Uh, and it's organized right on campus. We got special speakers coming and, and all that. I don't know how they're doing it this year. I know it's a little different because of COVID, um, it's really an exciting time and it's, you can't miss it because the campus just gets taken over and so many people get involved from people in the dorm and the, the Devo's times to uh, chapel times to everything, even the breakout sessions and in classes and, and everything. So it's really a lot of fun uh, to be a part of. And, and the whole point of it is to really express the need for the gospel worldwide. Mm-hmm. And how We can be involved.
4: And it makes a difference in students' mm-hmm. lives. Um, I can think of one student in particular who just was changed after after Go Week. And we got to walk with him in just hashing out exactly how God might be leading him. And then we got to see him go up to camp and be pushed even further. And it's just been really, really neat to see the very specific impact that Go Week can have in maternal mm-hmm. students.
0: Yeah, and when I think of Go Week, I mean, I think of kind of two major impacts. It's, it's an exposure to what God's doing around the world, but then it's an invitation to be a part of what God's doing around the world. So one of the things that I enjoy hearing from both of you is we are the Christian Polytechnic um, University, so we are focused on aviation and engineering and those sorts of things. So does Go Week or Missions Week at Latron University look slightly different than it might work, look elsewhere because of that, or not necessarily?
3: That's a good question. We, act, we do actually seek to pull in a lot of people from the technical side. So like the broadcasting and radio stuff um, and, and different yes. things like that, aviation, jars. So we actually did work very hard to bring in a lot of the technical kind of ministries, but not just that. There were church planting. I mean, we have the whole ministries degree at Laterno, so that was a big part of that as well. So, so yeah, I mean, as far as missions goes worldwide, yeah, every kind of gift and every kind of skill is needed. So uh, I think Luterno is a great place. Uh, and, and our motto is like the gospel of every workplace, every nation is just really, it's really showed a place where people could take a professional field and serve somewhere overseas in, in a missions context. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed about it is this sort of focus on, you can, if you were an Englishman or if you're a computer programmer, we'll find out about Sunlight and do ministry through programming. And if you're an English major or you're a theology major or a business major, your skills are new as well. I'll never forget the story. My dad's degree was in biblical counseling, but he ended up being the network administrator at the seminary they helped start in Nairobi because that's just what you do. Nobody else is available, so you figure it out. And I feel like Letourneau's sort of focus on ingenuity, figuring out solutions to problems is such a great training for any missions field. So maybe John and Becky, I'll kick it to you in this. You guys were here for a while. You've been serving as missionaries for 20 years. How did your Letourneau education sort of prepare you for everything that comes at you on the mission field. All right. Um,
2: you definitely never know what a day is going to bring on the mission field. That's exactly <laughs> you right. You have a plan to then be prepared for anything. So
1: The whole purpose of my coming to Laterno, when I did come was so that I could be a better missionary. I wanted to be well-rounded. Uh, my focus was not so much on the preaching and the teaching, which is where we ended up, which is ironic, but um, it was mostly on the technical, the hands-on, because I was really just focusing in on being Support personnel. Uh, And I wanted to know, I mean, I'd already built a car at 14, so I already knew how to work on a car, but I wanted to know the technical and get the degree so that when I would go, I would be effective. Now, it is really interesting because we ended up doing a lot of that kinds of things water systems, um, all kinds of road work, everything we got, anything that needed to be done, the missionary ended up being the one to do it. And it was nice having all the classes that I had. I took extra welding classes, drafting classes, I took a bunch of classes just to be prepared. But what was ironic was I ended up spending most of our time preaching and teaching in the church and church, and plant, church planting and church um, building up. So that was, it's really interesting how that the Lord worked that. But I think um, I was grateful for my time, and I'll have a little shout-out for Auto Society here as well. I learned a lot in auto society about getting around and doing what you need to do and being able to come up with stuff because you're a young man trying to do stuff that you shouldn't be able to do because you have no money. (laughs) So uh, that was very good training for the mission field because you don't have the money to do those things. But ingenuity became a real big part of it. And especially for us where we were, we were in remote areas. Uh, so the development was the you know, the norms of your power electricity I was telling my class this morning that we live, we've lived off-grid for 21 years So at, at this time, it's just kind of you had to learn how to do all that And so I was really grateful for the basic classes and electricity DC electricity automotive all the welding classes It became
0: a rich wealth the
2: creative application of auto society. Yeah
0: <laughs> the good side so <laughs> Right. Well, and I do. I mean, I think about all these things that when you learned them as a student, you weren't thinking about applications that you now have had to apply them to, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, we, well, oh,
1: I ahead. was going to say, we often say that don't ever discount any step of your progress in mm-hmm. going And following the Lord, because the Lord will use every step. All of it is preparation for what he has for you. So it's always good to encourage people to do
0: that. You know, that just that resonates really strongly with me, because I think you're absolutely right. It sometimes can feel cliche that God doesn't waste anything. But I think when you're a missionary, there's just something about it's in your face that God doesn't waste anything. Um, And it could have been this really small couple of week sort of job you had in in high school. But what you learn there, God gives you an opportunity to use on the mission field, which is pretty amazing. Well, before we switch to the work that God has had you guys allowed you guys to do overseas, I want to give you both a chance to talk about your experience in the missionary residence program. So, John and Becky, the the way I want to slant this for you guys is what made you say yes to this? What is it that you're excited about? What is it that that pulled you and drew you to this that said that's something we want to be involved in for at least a year? And then after they answer, Steve and Becky, I'd love to hear from you a couple of favorite memories from your two years here? Um, And I know that's hard to ask you just to pick a couple, (laughs) but what were the things that stood out uh, particularly sweet? So uh, John and Becky, let's start with you. What are some things that pulled you in to want to be a part of this? Um,
2: Uh, Steve. Steve.
0: (laughs) 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 Well done, Steve, in recruiting.
2: (laughs) Four or five years ago, we trained our oldest girl home to the U.S. And um, we, then went back and for us, we just learned through that process how difficult it can be for for the kids transitioning and um, saw some of the struggles our kids went through and really started having a heart, not just for our kids, but seeing that there's just a huge need to be supportive to kids whose families are so far away. And it was so important to us to know that we had people in America that if the girls had an emergency, they could call anytime, night or day. Um, people who would pour into them spiritually and and give them wisdom and, and advice, biblical advice, and help them grow in their faith. And um, so we were we went through that process with our older girls. And now we're actually transitioning Kayla to university and all those things. And um, so I think our the Lord has just used our own experiences and our own kids to really give us a heart to help other TCKs and MKs and just to kind of return the favor for all the people who poured into our kids. And and we just, um, the Lord was just so good to give us this opportunity because we really wanted to be involved in something like this anyway. And so so here we are.
1: And to add to that, it was just an answer to prayer realistically. It's how it boils down to Becky and I were praying about it consistently for our daughter's sake, coming back to the States again and concerned about what's going on in the u.s and concerned about because they basically were born and raised in kenya that's what they know and to bring them here and drop them off was going to be difficult so uh we were praying we had been earnestly praying for about two months earnestly every day so the two of us and the steve called and said would you be interested and i just couldn't believe how the lord has worked that out and how gracious god is to not only help us with our needs, but give us an opportunity while in the US.
2: Because if we have to be in America, if we to have be to be in America, in like then this, this, is, this is something this we really would
1: amazing. like to be. So, so very
0: cool.
2: Yeah.
0: That's amazing. I, I will never forget, and it was 96, I think it was. Both I had two older sisters who were in college in the US, and we had dial up Skype internet from Nairobi. It was terrible. <laughs> um, but all I remember is hearing my sisters cry on the other end of the phone because yep. they feel isolated, they felt alone. And when I came to the States and got involved in Mukapa and the Missionary Residence Program, it was such a sweet community for me and making that transition as a third culture kid. So I, I love that you guys saw that and that you, it resonated with you. But just to affirm, I mean, it was such a powerful thing for me as well. So, Stephen, and Becky, knowing that it's such a powerful thing, um, we'd love to hear some stories from you, from your guys' this couple of years here as our Missionary
4: residents. Daniel, this is a very hard question because I'm sitting here thinking and there's just so, so many stories that we could tell you. But honestly, really what it comes down to at the end of the day, what pops out is just the conversations and the relationships that we got to have with students. And I would say that you just don't find better than maternal students. You really don't. And they're just an amazing group of people. And just the conversations, sometimes very late at night, we would just be getting ready to go to bed and in would walk a troop and we would end up staying up for another three hours. But it was actually in those times that we had some of the best, some of the most meaningful conversations. And I just think of one in particular where she came over one time and she she said, you know, I don't really know anything about missions. I've never really talked to a missionary. I I haven't heard anything about what god is doing around the world so tell me what is this missionary thing and to walk with her in that and now to see the same person uh know that she's called to two missions in some way that is just an amazing thing and to have another one just come in and say god is doing something in my life and i know he's stirring me up and what do i do with this and just be able to walk him through that um really at the end of the day it's stuff like that and i could oh the just the fun times and the laughter and um like i said the late nights and lots of students around the table it really just my best memories all boil down to conversations Mm -hmm. that's really what what is the best
3: and i would say we laughed an awful lot it was a funny (laughs) group man i tell you we were just constantly laughing and impromptu music would break out and uh, it was great and uh, it was really but you know it comes down to community that's really what it was and a lot of the activities we do they're fun i mean you, you do stuff but that's what the activities are part of what draws people in really and then begins the basis for the for the relationship for the conversation and that's what build you build from that and so yeah those were great but people at the end of the day,
0: well, thanks for sharing. And I love that the focus is on relationships. You guys are missionaries. I'm a missionary kid. But what I loved in Stephen Beck, your story there is the Missionary Residence Program at Laterno is not just for missionary kids. It's mm-hmm. also for the kids who know nothing about missions. They've never heard a missionary share or they've never even considered how God might use their giftings and their passions to spread the gospel around the world. And so for those who are thinking about their kids coming to Laterno and wondering, well, is this just a Christian name only place? For me, the Missionary Residence Program is one of those visible reminders that Letourneau is committed to the gospel, not only in the United States, but around the world, and that is gets to be shared through all of our gifts and all of our skills. Mm-hmm. So let's transition. We just have about 10 minutes left, and I want to spend some time on what God's called you to overseas as missionaries. And then also your time at Laterno. So let's turn to your time. You guys have both spent nearly two decades, or over two decades, as full-time missionaries, and we'd love to hear about what it is that how God called you to the field, and then what He allowed you to do in the field in, in your missions work. So, Stephen, Becky, I'm actually I'll kick it back to you guys first. Tell us about your work with Avant, your work in West Africa, and how God got you there.
3: So for sure, our calling together uh, started at Laterno. Mm-hmm. We met there. Uh, We went into Christian camping work, knowing that that was a stepping stone. It's a great place to learn how to do ministry and and work with people and share the gospel. And from that, we finished Bible degrees and got one step at a time forward. Um, We felt like kind of of like Jonathan and Becky. We just had the giftedness for like third world, maybe undeveloped world. And so uh, West Africa slowly came into view Was Mali uh molly is a field that pre-existed us as part of where our mission worked um and we just got involved with the church and discipleship and like like you had said uh, all kinds of areas of leadership and development um and uh media as well well, uh teaching uh mk education so there's just a lot of stuff there uh so so yeah that's that was kind of our our story but it started at letourneau it really did begin to brew and, and move in our hearts so that, that was our starting place
0: for that. Okay. And here 20 years later, I mean, it's, it's probably hard to believe that it's been 20 years of ministry in West Africa, but it was. Yeah, sure. Amazing. Okay. Well, John and Becky, kick it to you guys. I know you've been t- two decades in Kenya with master's mission and with straight up missions or straight up, yeah, straight up missions. Tell us about that story and what God's allowed you to do through straight up missions in Kenya.
1: Yeah. So I think that a lot of, for us going to Africa anyways, was actually a result of a lot of my friends that I made here at Letourneau. Uh, graduated from Letourneau, a lot of my friends went to RVA, um, and a lot of them were you know, missionary kids. I'm a missionary kid, grew up in Colombia, and so the mission thing was always in our hearts, and the Lord just kept opening doors, door after door. I went to the very first trip that Letourneau did, was a spring break trip to the master's mission back then called Mission Ready. Uh, went on that very first trip with them. And then the Lord kept working in our lives. And after we got married, pursuing missions, the Lord just kept opening up. And Africa, Africa or Kenya, it actually became where we ended up. A lot of it was I wanted and I really had a desire to go back to Colombia, but didn't end up going back there simply because it would be the, the, the relationships that we had developed. But also, you know, it's kind of nice for both of us to start somewhere we had never been. So we ended up going to Kenya and serving there for these years and have thoroughly enjoyed it.
2: Yes, we've we've been involved with the uh, Kenyan Africa Inland Church. So John was a was an elder and a pastor in the church, and we worked alongside of uh, the Kenyans and just lived in our communities and got to know people and a lot of relationships and you know of course helping them with physical needs and everything as as those came up as well. But all with the all with the idea that everything we did was to to hopefully have a platform to share the gospel with people. And, and it's just amazing that, I mean, don't ever ask a missionary to start talking about their, their mission work because how long do you have today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just every, you know, mostly church work and stuff, but everything from, you know, hey, can you help my 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 camel can't give birth? Can you help me? and or you know, can you pull this glory out of the mud or just you never know what a day would bring forth, but but always um, the Lord just bringing along opportunities and relationships where we can say, hey, you know, do you know about Jesus? and um, so we we've worked mostly in remote areas, but in which we love, we're not city dwellers. so. Just every day having the variety of opportunities to work with all different kinds of people and um, just with all with the goal of being able to share the love of Jesus with them. I went to Coa Falls College in Georgia and um, R.G. Letourneau actually had quite a bit of influence there and so i i actually lived in laterno dorm in georgia so it was like oh my goodness totally meant to be <laughs>
0: wow so before you ever came to laterno and met john yep. you were at Tacoa falls which of course is where one of his big factories were and one of the plants and you knew about rg wow yep. Yep. that's a small world
2: his influence is not just laterno so it, it, it even touched me in a yeah. different state so yeah it's a pretty cool influence that lived uh. from.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, as a historian of Africa, but also as a son who grew up in Africa, hearing both of your stories and you guys talk about your time there as missionaries, it just does my heart good. I think. Africa is an amazing continent with incredible people and amazing story. And the fact that God has used technology and opened up doors for, for us to be there, but also for us to be impacted by Africa and its story. uh, It's just a really sweet thing for me. So thank you guys for sharing. Well, let's wrap up our time. This is the unique, the the first conversation I've been a part of where I've had two couples to get to, to hear their stories. So I'm going to put you on the spot. You both met you all met at Letourneau. Can you tell us the story of how you met? And we'll wrap up with that. Who wants to go first?
4: <laughs> yeah. um, we'll, we'll go first okay, okay, uh, okay. Um, here we go. Yeah, it was not love at first sight. Yeah. Let's just say that. Um, very, yeah, we'll just make this short. But at any rate, um, Steve just, our, his first impression was not so great. I had written him off immediately, um, but, actually over time, I realized that this guy that was just so annoying, hung around with some really great people. And um, eventually, I did come to realize that the first impression was in fact off, and he was a great guy. And um, ultimately, we became very, very good friends and eventually got married. And I really can't believe that I ever uh, that Steve was just a loser <laughs> <laughs> <There> you, <go. laughs> you, just, you just had to ask didn't you, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it But it's such a great reminder Don't read a you know, book by its cover God will surprise you When my parents went to missions My mom said, God, you can send me anywhere but Africa And she went to Africa for 20 years So yeah. it's those things that we think That'll never happen that God often surprises us with So I love it Well, Friar Tuck and Becky What's your guys' story? How'd you meet?
1: Well, um, when I was in school here, there was the guy-girl ratio was eight to one. It was not in my favor at all. We, my best friend was Dave DeBoer, um, and uh, which is Becky's brother, and so we met through him. And we ended up. Um, I I remember going up. I hate painting houses. I just hate it. And so we were. We had graduated, and, and he was going up to Chicago to paint his grandparents' house so they could sell it and move to uh, into a, a assisted living and uh i had met her once before we were both dating uh, other. other people and mm-hmm. so we uh we actually met when i was heading to holland for a mission trip. and so we met but then a year later so we dave says to me i hate painting houses so pe- he says you want to go up and help me paint my grandparent's house i was like yeah is your sister going to be there and he says yeah she's going to be there i said um She's still dating that loser. No, I didn't say loser, but that guy. And uh, she said, No. He said, No. I said, I'll go. So uh, we went up and we had our first date. I asked, being the good gentleman that I am, I asked uh, my mother in law, who is my mother in law now, um, I said, Would it be okay if I took your daughter on a date, go see a movie or something? She says, Yeah, go ahead, marry her.
0: So I, I thought, Oh, okay. Not there we not go. Sure, how to take that. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So you were in the door from the very beginning. Absolutely. So oh, man. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Well, thank you both so much for the time today. I want to encourage those of you who are listening or watching. Um, one, check out Echo Bible Ranch. Um, search for it and Google. You can. There's a, a great video about what they do in their ministry there. Check out Avant Ministries and find out what they're doing in Africa and across the world. I encourage you to check up Straight Up Missions. Head to their website. You'll see pictures of the work there. There's some great videos on their Facebook page about uh, Field Day, for example, at Mara Christian Academy. That was a lot of fun to watch. If you are part of a mission organization or you have a mission organization that you know. is is preaching the gospel around the world, reach out to John and Becky here at Letourneau. And we'd love to have them join us, whether it's in person or virtually, depending on what happens in January, for the 57th Go Week, the 57th Missions Week. Reach out to them and they'd love to get you plugged in. Well, Steve and Becky and John and Becky, thank you guys so much for your time today. Thanks for pouring into our students. Thanks for giving a year and two years here at Letourneau to make Letourneau what it is. We're grateful for all of you.
4: Thanks so much. 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 Have a great day.
0: Well, I love getting to have conversations with our alumni and love getting you guys, giving you guys the opportunity to experience those with us. Letourneau is committed to taking the gospel to every workplace in every nation, and our Missionaries in Residence program is just one part of how we do that. We want to expose our students to what God is doing around the world and what God's doing here in the United States. So from computer programmers to engineers working on water wells to um, students who can write and teach and engage and, and be administrators, there are needs around the world for Letourneau students. And if you have a heart for the gospel and taking it to the world, there is no better place to come than to come to Latourne University for an education. As well, if you're a missionary kid or a third culture kid and you've grown up in a culture that's not your own, this is a great community to be a part of. Our missionary residents are here to love on you, to give you a family, to give you a community that gets you get to plug into and to walk through what it looks like to be in the United States, to be in a culture that's not your own and to glorify God and to grow in your walk with God there. So we'd love for you to learn more. Head to Laterno's website and you can search more for our, our degrees and our programs. We can also find out more about the Missionary Residence Program or Go Week. So one last plug there. If you're a part of a missions organization, uh, especially if you're an alumni, but even if you're not, or you have a missions, or, or missions organization that would be blessed by the ingenuity and the commitment of Laterno students then we want them here in january as part of go week so reach out to us you can reach out to the chaplain's office or to john and becky woodworth um, through the website and let us know about your interest there well thanks so much for joining us today for this alumni conversation it's always a joy to get to sit down with our alumni I hope you have enjoyed it as well just a reminder that these are turned into podcasts as well so if you want to catch up or share this with somebody search for Laterno alumni converse or letu alumni conversations in your favorite podcast app And for that, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Take care and God bless. This episode of Alumni Conversations has been brought to you by LaTorne University's Alumni Relations Office, connecting over 25,000 alumni around the world. Find out more by visiting www.letu.edu forward slash alumni.